0: (laughs) Oh my god, you wanna talk about- Welcome to another episode of The Dotted Line with your girl, Lacey. So we're at a new week, a new episode. And this week, I want to talk about why is everything so damn high? Um, I remember growing up and, you know, your grandparents say, you know, basically stay your ass outside because, you know, you're not trying to mess up my AC, right? Drink the water out of the hose, right? Like very conservative about... You know, saving electricity and things like that. Right. Groceries, the same thing. Bunch of cousins come and spend the night. We're not going out to McDonald's. Right. We're going to make some hot dogs. We're going to make some spaghetti. Never understood it. When I got older, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to live like that when I get my own family. Right. Well, here we are in 2022. And it's like, why is gas um, 448 I literally just went and filled up my Tank today um, 448 I messed around and went to a gas station I don't normally go to but I was on E And I was on the phone I was like oh, I'm just gonna Put like $20 in here I have A huge SUV so $20 Ain't gonna do nothing right I was planning to go to my normal place of Sam's and got caught up on the phone. And as I was pumping and finished, I paid $101.99 for a full tank of gas. Now, mind you, I have a pretty big SUV, but the point is the gas was $448. Now, if I would have went to Sam's, I would have paid $416, but hey, right? Who, who's counting the coins? The point is I paid $102 for gas. So I thought, what better topic? Than to talk about is why is everything so damn high right so before we get into how we are now we need to back it up and talk about the past because I'm a firm believer is when you address the past and understand the past you can understand your present and your future and that's in any aspect of life all right So 2007, 2008, right? We had the housing market crash. Now, I just got out of high school in 2006. I did not own a home. I did not understand what that meant at the time because I was kind of job hopping back then anyway, right? I don't like this boss, so I'm going to move around. So it kind of... I felt like necessarily didn't impact me until I started seeing the ripple effects, right, in, you know, late 2010, early 2011, where I got laid off from two jobs consecutively within like a six month period, right? But yeah, the housing market crash, right? And people were buying houses in droves, right? They were buying them with what they call arm or adjustable rate mortgages, right? So think of when you're you're getting your mortgage and you have an interest rate and they say you're gonna be paying X, right? This is your principal and in interest. This is also, you know, this can also include if you're gonna escrow in your taxes, um, as well as your insurance on your home, right? These mortgages, they ballooned at the end towards the end of the loan. So if you have a 30 year mortgage, which is typical of what first time home buyers buy, you may be paying the first 10 years, eleven hundred bucks, eleven hundred bucks for your mortgage. Right. But then at that 10 year mark, now your interest rate goes up. Right. Some of these were even as short as five years. Right. So they were signing A 30 year mortgage, 15 year mortgage, in five years, they're saying, hey, my money is going to be more. Like, I'm going to be making more money. So, it's not going to be a big deal when these balloon payments go from $1,100 to now $2,100, right? Going up a thousand bucks. So, it's looking promising, right? For people to make more money because as you get into the workforce, you're trying to climb up that corporate ladder. You know, you may have side hustles. You may be thinking, hey, I'm going to be getting more money. So it's looking promising to sign that 30 year, 15 year mortgage with a adjustable rate mortgage because you'll be able to pay those payments, right? These are very similar to the payment arrangements for student loans, right? You have where you can actually pay based on what your potential earnings will look like. That's basically an adjustable rate mortgage, right? I just get out of school, I can only pay 100 bucks a month, but hey, I'm gonna have my job in five years. And now 100 bucks goes to 500 bucks, right? You don't know what the future will bring. You cannot budget for money that you do not have, right? But that's what was happening, okay? People stopped buying houses, right? So where they were signing for these adjustable rate mortgages, they stopped buying houses, right? They stopped financing refinancing and things of that nature and now at this point you get to that five-year mark and you realize the the money ain't coming in and and doing what it's supposed to be doing The math ain't mathin right so at that point now you can't pay your mortgage at that same time people are going through bankruptcies right so you can't pay your mortgage I'm gonna just go ahead and and file bankruptcy right that's maybe what you have to do now you're sitting up here um, foreclosing on homes and things of that nature right and people are losing jobs. These big corporations are saying, hey, like, the you know, it's looking like an economic downturn. So we're going to start laying people off. So at that point, it started being hard to get a job, keep a job with livable wages. So where you're paying now that twenty one hundred dollar mortgage, you may only have a job that's paying ten dollars an hour. You can't afford it. Right. Especially if you don't have, you know, um, two incomes. Right. And then what if one of the incomes is lost and now you're trying to make up for it. Right. So. People were essentially starting over. Right. So you you go into that that time frame of like years are kind of passing by. People are starting over. They're losing their homes. They're losing their jobs. They're losing their cars. You know, um, marriages are not withstanding the test of time, unfortunately. Right. And it was just a hard time. Like I said, I graduated in 2006. So I was living in an apartment. Right. I had a kind of um a, a BS job and I had rent. I remember the first apartment I had with a roommate was five ninety five. So I was paying two ninety two ninety seven fifty, right? And so I didn't really at that point. I really didn't see the importance of this going on because at that point it did not impact me, right? So then, as people are starting to kind of come out of that black hole, you have. Interest rates are starting to get a little bit better, right? People are now buying homes again, right? So they're buying at a livable amount. You may be able to buy a home for 150000 right? 200000 right? Which is pretty reasonable, you know, based on whatever your income is, right? So then we have where COVID hits and the world just stops, right? Right? Um, people are losing their jobs. Small companies are closing. Corporations are laying off. People are getting furloughed. The employee is not in demand, right? Now, we get to the point where we start getting stimuluses, right? That's kind of trying to boost the economy. But the stimuluses are a minimal amount compared to what people's bills are, right? The stimulus may only help you through maybe one month, maybe half of a month, right? And so... The student loans, the saving grace at that point was the student loans were being paused, right? So where you're making those student loan payments, two, $300, you're able to kind of say, okay, hey, I'm not going to worry about that at this point, right? And then as we kind of get into year one, full year one of COVID, now everyone's, you know, it's it's kind of getting a sense of normalcy, right? Where now the employee is becoming in demand, right? Now, instead of going into the office, commuti- commuting into office, you may be able to get a remote job, right? Now, COVID started 2022, so we're talking about 2021, right? And then the great resignation increases. So people are saying, you know what, screw this, I'm going to get another job because I could be making $40,000 more working at home, right? Um, and then the rates are going down. That's always an indicator of things is when the rates are going down, you kind of know that you're in a kind of a safe still spot because rates are going down, but you still have to prepare yourself, right? Right. People are purchasing homes, they're refinancing, they're having the option to add in closing costs into their loan. So at the actual closing table, it's $0, right? So everything's good, right? But obviously whenever you have the great increase like that, it comes inflation, right? Gas prices are going up, cost of groceries are going up, lumber is going up, it's on the rise. That house that we just talked about, $200,000, right? is now $400,000. Well, that's a great thing if you're a seller because now you can pocket $200,000. Well, where are you going to go live if you just came out of a $200,000 house and now the bare minimum, even for maybe a size that you had, um, maybe the area that you want to be in, $400,000, right? You're talking about going from a $1,400 mortgage to potentially a $3,500 mortgage. Like, Yes, your money may be going up because you've decided to go into a remote position, but that's super expensive, right? Um, again, you're getting all these kind of breaks as far as the stimulus is right. We got multiple stimuluses and then you get that increase in your job. But are you, you know, prepared because you now we're at a point now where we have the student loan forgiveness Right. And we're going into year three of COVID. Right. And I looked at CNN and they said that the basically that the consumer price index, which is a key inflation. Right. It jumped by eight point two percent in September. Eight point two percent. What does that mean? Right. Basically, if you get a basket of groceries that cost you one hundred dollars. A year ago. That same basket of groceries is gonna be a hundred and eight dollars and twenty cents today. Oh it's just a hundred, it's only eight dollars and twenty cents, right? But that's for every hundred dollars, right? You have on paper, hey inflation's coming down because within the last month, right? gas has went down. I my my um truck takes diesel. So when I first bought my truck back in 2021, diesel was cheaper than premium gas. My husband has a has a truck and it's premium gas, right? So we were paying like maybe 3 bucks for gas, right? Like I said before, I went and filled up my car and it was $4.48. Now never mind the fact that, you know, I'm a, I'm a working mom and I had a lot of stuff to do. And oops, I forgot I needed gas. And normally I don't even pump my gas, right? Um, my husband pumps my gas. I didn't even know what freaking side it was on at this point, right? And I go and accidentally fill up because I didn't go to my normal gas station. And I pay $101.99. Like, I'm still mad about that. That's one of those things. It's just like, what am I supposed to do? Um, I have to have gas, right? I have to get my kids back and forth to their extracurricular activities and go pick up my son from daycare. But a hundred and one dollars and ninety nine cents, and not to mention the point that the gas ain't gassing like it used to. So if I filled up today, I guarantee you this gas is gonna last me a week. Cause I'm not commuting to work. This is all picking up my son. Going here to pick up this, taking my daughter here, taking my uh, my oldest son there. A hundred and one dollars and ninety nine cents. Now, last year I could go fill up my tank and I was paying seventy five bucks. Still high, right? Because seventy five. I mean, I grew up having a small car that I could go and fill up for $20 and gas was $1.98. All right. I am telling my age. I am 35 and proud of it, y'all. But that just goes to show you how many things have changed in the last 20 years. Right. You can still think about just from a simple standpoint. I'm an iPhone user. Right. I don't like getting the messages with the green and. I'm definitely talking to my husband because I hate when he texts me and it's green. I really wish he would convert over to iPhone, but he just got a new phone a few months back and he was able to get the new, um, it's it's the flip, not the one that looks like the hot dog, like the old school Motorola, you know, razor. This is the one that looks like a phablet, right? And the phablet... He was able to get this. He had just bought a phone last year. Now, that phone was probably maybe like in the range of like 1200 bucks, maybe, right? But when he got this new phone, he was able to trade in his phone and basically get like $1,000 for it. And he also got a case, a S Pen, earbuds, and the phone, okay? Now, you come over here to Apple, and I got an iPhone 13, right? And I, put, I got, I thought I was big. Big stuff last year because I got a iPhone 13 Pro Max and I got one terabyte like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to need all this this data. Right. Phone's fifteen hundred bucks. Right. So I'm like, let me see how much they gonna let me trade in this phone. Apple said, no, ma'am, do not pass go. And it's going to cost um, what we're going to give you back was five hundred dollars in a year. Now, we know things, you know, depreciate, right? Main thing talking about cars. But for a phone to depreciate a thousand bucks in a year. And it's not even a big change with the iPhone. And even if I trade it in my phone, right? um, I'm not getting AirPods. I don't even get a full charger, right? Because they don't include the whole um, brick anymore. Right? So we're at a place of... You know what is going on. My main question and and tips and tricks are: Are you prepared, right? I have student loans. I haven't paid student loans in in a few years, right? But are you prepared when those student loans um, get to going back in January, right? Are you prepared, right? Um, it, it doesn't make any sense, right? So the. First few tricks I want to give is that make sure you're saving a, make sure that you are saving for an emergency fund, right? A lot of people will tell you, hey, you need six months, hey, you need nine months, hey, you need a year, right? Don't get intimidated by that because your journey may not be at that same place, right? And that's fine. But get started somewhere. Look at a month, right? get a emergency savings right that you can know if something happens you have a month of expenses right next start looking at your bills that you can reduce so for me for years i had cable and i just spoke very very highly of cable i need cable i need cable but the reality was i at the time i was still in college i never watched anything live seven o'clock on monday I wasn't watching anything live. I was either in class or I was getting my kids ready for bed or studying. Right. So I don't need cable anymore. That saved me right there. 80 bucks a month. 80 bucks isn't a lot. Right. That's what you would think at that point. But like I just said, that analogy. Right. CNN is saying that that the inflation has went up 8.2 percent. So a a basket of groceries that were one hundred dollars is now one hundred dollars is eight. Excuse me. $108.20, $108.20, that's $8.20 more. So that $80 can help you with that inflation right there, right? I also looked at my cell phone plan. This is I did really recently. Um, I was able to, to travel out of the country and um, started looking at my cell phone plan and realized I was paying 140 for two paid off phones, um, eight gigs of, of data, and we didn't even have international calling. So had I not looked into that, we would have went, out of the country and not even been able to call my kids or they wouldn't have been able to call me and check up, right? So, look at your cell phone, right? Um, look at what features you have and maybe you can switch. A lot of these companies are letting you switch over to another carrier using the same phone just to get a be- just to get a better rate, right? And it's not like it's 10 years ago where hey, I have this carrier and you know, I don't have as good a service, right? They're all about the same. So look into that. Right. Another thing is and I need to do this myself. So I'm, I'm speaking to the choir. What things do you have that you don't use that are valuable that you can sell? Right. I'm a pack rat. I literally still have um, birthday cards for my first birthday. I still have my letterman jacket from high school. I still have actual Polaroid cameras and pictures. Um, I keep all that. I keep it organized in a trunk, but are there things that it's like, man, I bought this and I don't even use it. Right. I E Hey, um, I got a new computer, so I don't use this computer or whatever like that. Can you sell it? Right. Things of that nature, kind of inventorying your stuff. Right. And then the last thing I'm going to say is still stay positive. Right. A lot of this stuff, if you read, um, you know, the news and things like that, it is depressing. It is like, what, what is, what the heck is going on? Right. Right. The problem the problem is, is that you still have to keep a positive mindset because at the end of the day, we don't know what is going to happen. But you still got to have that positive mindset, whether you have money or you don't have money. OK, that's just what that's just what life is about. That's just how it works. OK, um, you just you have to you have to make sure that you're being positive and not letting news consume you. Same thing as going to, you know, Google someone's sick and now you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to die in three to five days, right? Still stay positive, right? And then the last thing I want to say is educate yourself, right? You don't have to go on what someone says because everyone's um, experience is different, but you can kind of see the trend, Right? Just like I was not impacted by the crash in 2007, 2008, right? Because I was young and dumb and really not informed, right? I can talk to people of that went through that kind of stuff, and I can and I can tell you it's a similar trend. People got in way over their heads. They were getting homes that they could not afford. They were forging documents saying they were making more money in order to get these um, adjustable rate mortgages, and then boom, the crash happened. I know that because I saw it. I know that because when I purchased my own home. There were parameters that were created to stop the falsification of W-2s and income paperwork, right? Now, when you buy a home, you can't just say, hey, I got my W-2 and here it is. And I made $200,000. You can't do that. Why? Because they're going to go to the IRS and request a transcript and say, what did you what did this person file for their taxes last year? And if it doesn't match, boom, guess what? Where you thought you had that that uh, pre that pre-qualification of a five hundred dollar house guess what now you only qualify for $150,000 right if you own a home if you are in a situation man I could sell right houses are now sitting on the market 30 45 days right maybe right now is not the best time to make that move and then get into something higher and then boom right so be smart listen do your research save right And, you know, you'll make it through. But I'm still mad that I paid $101.99 for some damn gas just to run my kids up and down the freeway of stuff they want to do. And not even fun stuff I want to do, right? It's ghetto here. This adult life is ghetto. And I'm really not for it. And adulting is not adulting like it should, right? The math ain't mathing. So thank you for listening to my TED Talk today here on The Dotted Line. I appreciate it. And y'all tune in to another episode of The Dotted Line next week.